Now it's time for the Rural News with Monique Steele in Ōtutahi. And what are primary sector leaders' top concerns for farming over the next decade? Kia ora, Ben. Well, new research out of Lincoln University has found leaders in the sector are most worried about the impacts of climate change, extreme weather and water quality. 280 leaders across agriculture, government and Māori business were asked to rank what they thought were the biggest drivers to affect land use change in Aotearoa over the next decade. This year's survey was taken in mid-2023 and research lead Timothy Driver says it shows weather events, including Cyclone Gabrielle, that they were front of mind for many in the primary sector due to their impact. It's not at all surprising that the influence of extreme weather events on land use change are really at the forefront, Um, but I think it also signals an underlying um, maybe a sort of a a meta-narrative of the primary sector of this country in that this will need to be considered for the onset of climate change, um, climate change adaptation, which I think our um, farmers and growers are are very concerned about and are very good at that, Um, but more support and more action may be needed in that space. He says the use of artificial intelligence could help primary industries adapt to climactic challenges, but connectivity and affordability were barriers. These types of tools, uh, I I think, is not at all to take away from the expertise of our our primary sector operators, because I think these... uh, could be considered as tools that would be useful in land management. In terms of things like spatial mapping, you know, your nutrient mapping, uh, getting really highly detailed information that can be automatically analysed. There's just endless possibilities for the use of this type of technology. Rural connectivity is a massive barrier to the rollout of this type of technology, but if it was available to be used by our primary producers, could be massively effective. Timothy Driver says after climate change and extreme weather, greenhouse gas emissions and trade agreements were seen as the most pressing international issues. Just over 23,000 farm-related injury claims were made to ACC last year, with costs tipping over $100 million. The amount of claims is up slightly on 2022, but is similar to the past five years. Sally Murphy reports. The main cause of accidents were loss of balance or personal control. This resulted in nearly 6,000 claims last year. The second most common cause of injury was lifting or carrying something, while the third was being struck by a person or animal, which nearly 3,000 people claimed for. Lower back and spine injuries remain the most common injury, followed by knee and shoulder injuries. While just over 23,000 farm-related injury claims were made in 2023, there were more than 34,000 active claims. The total cost of these is nearly $103 million. That's Sally Murphy. Some animals that have been on board an Australian live export ship for more than a month have died. The MV Bahija vessel carrying more than 15,000 sheep and cattle left Australia bound for Jordan in early January, but it was diverted back due to ongoing tensions in the Red Sea. On Friday, several hundred cattle from the ship were taken to a quarantine facility, but the Department of Agriculture, Fisheries and Forestry says a small number of them have died over the weekend. Those deaths are now under investigation. Thousands of animals remain on board as the department assesses the exporter's application to re-export the animals. Vets on board say there are no significant health or welfare concerns with the remaining stock. 
Farmers are changing the way they look for information, with more turning to social media and local catchment groups. That's what Amy Blake found during her master's research while at Lincoln University, which looked at the role of information in land use decision making. She spoke to 22 farmers and land managers in the livestock sector, and she did a focus group with young farmers to see how they gather information when making decisions around land use. Ms Blake says there's a wealth of knowledge within these industry bodies, but that it's siloed and they often don't share between different farming industries. I found that farmers interact with both what we call formal and informal kind of knowledge and information systems. So formal systems being kind of, you know, the government industry bodies, maybe some research institutions. But what I really found is that there's been a this massive shift and increasing shift towards what we call this kind of informal knowledge system. So sources like social media, websites, Google, uh, all of those sorts of things. And for younger farmers, uh, a growing use of other technologies like AI. Ms Blake says we're in a new information age with farmers taking to social media. But at the same time, many are going back to the old ways of learning from neighbours and surrounding farms through catchment groups. Yeah, community catchment groups, I mean, A, they're built around context, they're built around a catchment. B, they bring communities together around a common purpose, which break down, breaks down barriers, you know. I, it was a classic saying, it was, you know, farmers would be like, well, I get to actually interact with my other neighbours who might be, you know, I'm a dairy farmer, they might be sheep and beef, or this person might be deer. But in this situation, they actually all came together. And I think these um, these groups are actually really important too for, for building community, social capital and resilience in the face of challenges. Amy Blake says catchment groups aren't so consistent, with some areas having big groups with facilitators, while others don't have any at all, so there's plenty of room for improvement. And lastly, it's a good start to the study year for six university students who have received government scholarships to grow their careers in agriculture, horticulture or science. The government's dished out $30,000 to the students from Massey and Lincoln Universities as part of its new on-farm support science scholarship scheme. The scholarships went to Fionn White, Katia De Silva, Narisa Edwards, Jed McCready, Kate Sheehy and Laura Heads. And that's the rural news for today. Kuyara te purongo o te taifenawa.